welcome back to Born of the Flow. This is episode number 188, and I'm your host, Maddie Membrino. Okay, so I mentioned last week that the Patriots were going to draft an O-lineman with their first pick from a D3 school in the middle of nowhere, United States, maybe even Mars. Like, who knows, right? Well, they traded back their first pick. No surprise there. But then when they did finally make their actual first pick, they picked an O-lineman from Chattanooga. And now, we've all probably heard of Chattanooga. We know that it's in Tennessee, I think. So maybe we don't know that it's in Tennessee. But no one knew that it was actually a college. No one knew that this college had Division One sports. And they, it still might not be a D1 school. Who knows? It really might be a D3 school. I don't actually know. I've never heard of Chattanooga ever. They've never been on any sort of top anything in any sport that I've ever followed in college. That's the Patriots' way right there. Now, hopefully, things work out. And now, I saw one source. I saw one source. Um, it was like a Patriots fan account or an NFL fan account on Instagram. So don't hold me to this. But it showed the draft grades of all of the teams after last week's draft. The Patriots had the worst grade at a D. And now, I don't know who we drafted. I don't really follow who we draft. I was only focused last year on if we were actually going to draft a quarterback, you know, Mac Jones, with our first pick, because we needed one, right? That was the only time I actually cared about the draft and who we were drafting. Because when I used to watch it and I used to care, it was the same thing year after year. Disappointment, upset blah, blah, blah. And then the later round picks are the ones that actually do something. So we'll see if it actually turns out that their draft class was that poor, if it was actually a D, or if something spectacular can happen uh, from these people that Bill Belichick chose. So we will see what the future holds. But O-lineman from a non-well-known Division One or Division three school, who knows? Chattanooga. What's up with that? Okay, and I'm back with the cans. I have a little bit of a weird setup today. I know you can't see, but I have a little bit of a weird setup right now, so I have to put the microphone down, and then I'm going to crack the kin. I told you last week I ordered some. It's called Kin Euphorics, a functional beverage for modern rituals. Uh, it's called Light Wave. It's a grounding, calming drink. Um, with reishi, reishi mushrooms, sorry, L-theanine, and L-tryptophan. It's supposed to relax you, open a portal to peace. That is their, that is their motto on this can. Um, they use a lot of buzzwords, and I'm not a huge fan of the packaging, like the can. It looks like it has a plastic sleeve on it, but when you inspect it a little bit more closely, it's actually like they actually printed directly on the aluminum on this can. Like It looks like a shiny plastic shrink-wrapped sleeve, but for the life of me, I can't find like the edge of the plastic wrap, so I'm pretty certain that it's just a printed on, uh, direct to, directly printed on can, which is a little bit different. Um, like the, I don't know, the... 
The design is cool. It's like it's a little bit trippy. It's you know it's called Kinuphorex. It's supposed to be a functional mind-altering beverage. Um, the the taste notes here it says sparkling notes of lavender, vanilla, smoked sea salts, and passion flower meet mind calming ingredients to mellow you out and help you to transcend stress. Think naked forest bathing at midnight. That's how they want you to feel while drinking this. And now, I had one of these before. I had them when they came in. They came in like the day after I last recorded uh, last week's episode. So I've actually had this one, and there's also another one. I got a sampler pack. There's this light wave one, and there's one called like Spritz. This one's for you know nighttime and relaxation. Has no caffeine. The other one has caffeine. It's supposed to put you into more of a flow state. Um, honestly, you know we're gonna call this section honest drink reviews HDRs. Like this one, it's not good. <laughs> like 100 percent. Uh, do not. Do not buy Kin Euphorix because it do, just does not taste good. Um, I forget what exactly was wrong with this one, but I'm going to crack it open and sip it and we'll work through it. But yeah, I got to put down the mic real quick. All right, that sounded like a good pop there. Okay, so like it's right it's not bad. Um I was wrong. I guess I when I said it was bad it, I was wrong. But I don't recommend buying it still because it sort of tastes like um like root beer meets black licorice. It's not the most appealing taste. And let's see. Ingredients water, apple juice, birch bark extract, organic agave. Uh, lime juice, vanilla extract, lavender extract, American oak extract. A lot of things in here. Um, licorice root. So there we go. The licorice, organic bourbon, vanilla extract, cinnamon. All these things. Clove. Okay, so that makes sense. Uh, the licorice, the clove, the birch bark, all of those things. The American oak extract. It really gives you that deep, earthy flavor. And, I mean, it just it sort of tastes like a flat root beer like i'm not a big soda person if you like soda fucking crush these things right it's better for you um functional beverage it's not just it's not just like water and sugar like root beer so if you like root beer and you like soda maybe try these and maybe a little bit healthier for you you know I'm, I'm not giving you health advice by any means um i'm not a licensed health expert so don't take this as health advice but i can promise you it's better for you than than water and and sugar, which is all soda is. So if you like soda and you want to switch it up, um, try this out, I guess, because it tastes like root beer, but it's like flat root beer. So um, I don't know. And I don't remember it giving me any sort of, like I didn't feel like chilled out or anything. I didn't feel like, and I, I know you're not, supposed to be, you're not supposed to be focused here, but like my mind wasn't just like, I don't know. Sometimes I've had these beverages and my mind just like it's super clear. I'm not like hyper- um, but my mind usually can, can sit properly. Uh, this one, I don't remember it doing that to me, but L-tryptophan, you know, sleepy, support serotonin release, L-theanine, balance for mind and body, and the, the reishi mushrooms, I still can't say that word, who the fuck knows, says those are for use to ease stress, so. Yeah, the aftertaste is just not... 
just not there for me. I don't know. Maybe try it. But that's my honest drink review this week. Okay, so we're we're on LinkedIn today, right? <clears throat> Slinging heat rocks, obviously. Just kidding, wasn't doing that. But <clears throat> um, so Apple workers are calling out the return to office hypocrisy. Practice what you preach. Apple employees tell their higher ups. After the world's largest tech company announced it will be mandatory to go into the office three days a week, starting May twenty third. Its workers aren't having it. <clears throat> in a letter to the company's executive team, Apple employees insist the new policy doesn't, quote, recognize flexible work. According to um, reporter Engadget, quote, we all tell our customers how great our products are for remote work, yet we ourselves cannot use them to work remotely. Nonetheless, CEO Tim Cook argues that in-person work and collaboration is, quote, irreplaceable. Okay. Now, I get it. You know, just last week, Airbnb announced that they were allowing their workers to work remotely forever. If they want to, they can work remotely forever. And now Apple is implementing a mandatory go to the office three days a week starting May 23rd. You know what that means, right? The prices in California are going to go right back up because people need to come back here to live. They can't live wherever they want. But also, I think that Apple is putting that into place because they invested billions of dollars on their campus, so they don't want that to go to waste. Right? It's if you spend a billion dollars providing a campus and grounds for your cult to be, you can't just let people work wherever they want to. And now it's still called hybrid and it's still called flexible because you don't have to go in five days a week. <clears throat> but to be honest, when you have to go into the office three days a week, especially if it's spread out like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and I don't know the, the details about the days I have to go in, but if it's spread out like Monday, Wednesday, Friday... You, you have no freedom. You have, it is not hybrid at all because you can't, you know, if, if your friends want to go on a ski trip or something, you can't just go with them and, and work remotely and then be able to ski on the weekends, you know, because you have to be in the office Monday, Wednesday, Friday. If it was a true hybrid work model, it would be like, I can go in or I, I go in when I need to go in. I go in when I need to have collaboration time. I go in when I need to meet with my team or my superiors or whoever else. Like, <clears throat> But for them to say that they have to go in specific days of the week, that is not flexible and that is not hybrid at all. So I'm with the workers there, but like, you know, I get why Apple's doing it. I'm telling you, it's it's got to be because of the investment they put into their campus. They're not just going to spend billions of dollars and have it go to waste. But I think what that means is, you know, as Apple's campus gets older and starts to shit the bed, will they invest, will they reinvest in a new updated campus? Or will they just let it sort of fade into the background? Um, I'm going to argue the latter there because th they can see that people can work remotely Obviously, their products are built to help people work remotely and to connect across the world. You know, that's what FaceTime was invented for. Oh, connect with people face-to-face -face across the globe right now. Like, Apple understands remote work. 
but they just don't want to lose out on the billions of dollars that they invested uh, in their team. So with that being said, I, I think that's why Apple's doing it. Unfortunately, it sucks for the employees. I totally get where they're coming from. Um, so I feel for them, but that's just what it is. Uh, okay. And now <clears throat> I think that might be the last thing I'm going to talk about today. Um, relatively quick, you know, just 10, 12 minutes this week. Um, so actually, yeah. Ooh, no. One last thing. I'm launching a I'm launching a bundle package. I told you this, but it's 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 happening next week. Monday, May 9th. We're launching it. It's Clio CBD slash Delta 8 gummies with a pack of my coffee, um, a bag of my coffee, uh, Space Blasters. We'll be selling them on both websites. So if you need to get yourself some, go ahead to my website, www.spaceblasters.tech. If I'm sold out, I'll have a link for you to purchase from their website and vice versa. If you're already on their website and you end up not being able to get some because they're sold out, boom, come to my website to do it. Um, we're just splitting it 50-50 so we can mail them out with our own packaging. Same products, you know, same people, splitting the splitting the proceeds, everything like that. So it'll be good, support the cause. Um, but I'm going to leave you with that. You know what it is, born of the flow. Remember to plug into what's around you, and I'll be dropping this every single Thursday. <laughs>